Welcome back to P43 Minnie. Minnie? No one's Mini. speaking. <laughs> Minnie. Minnie. This one's actually a really exciting one. Minnie, Minnie, Minnie. Mm. And this, is. Is, this has been requested uh, by a friend. And I actually ladies, think. Ladies, ladies, ladies. The ladies are going to love we this got one. You. And maybe some men too. Yeah. And some men. This can go for men. Some of the All questions of that were submitted. Would, like I feel like guys getting into it, wanting to get into F one. There may fine. also be a guy that likes a guy that is into F one. This is true. This, this is can true. Go for whatever way you want. Whatever way. Well, then maybe we should reconsider how we caption this episode, which was the, <laughs> the guy you like likes F one. Yeah. Here's what you need to know. Yeah. No, that's good. Yeah. yeah. As in, a guy might like a guy that yeah. is into F one. But what if it's the guy that likes the girl that's into F one? Well, you got me there. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Percentage-wise, I would like to think it's the latter. The person you like? Yeah. Yeah. The well, doll. It's, it's still growing. The, do- the doll you like. <laughs> the doll. The doll you like the likes doll. F1. So the person that you like likes F1. Here's what you should know. This is our episode coming up. Yeah. These are uh, the submitted questions that were burning and people wanted to know. Um, in particular, this girl, she was trying to, and she wasn't trying to, but <laughs> she was chatting with her boyfriend and she knew that he likes F1 and she just whipped out a few F1 random facts. And he was like, whoa, Where'd I love you. Where did that come from? <laughs> exactly. Good and morning. she was like, now I need to know more. Yeah. So. Let's or for someone that's maybe about to go on a date with someone or a second date, they like F1. You need an extra conversation topic? Yeah, here's some and you know facts what? you can whip out. Good on you for putting in the effort Yes, to yeah. research what they like. That is nice, actually. Yeah. Mm. yeah. You're involving yourselves and in their life. And to listen to our podcast <laughs> yes. because we have the right information. Here we go. Fun. All right, Amy, do you want to <coughs> kick us off with our very first question of from the guy that you like, likes F1, here's what you need to know. So... How do you become an F1 driver? Big loaded question. <laughs> yes. <laughs> it is. So I very much think we will touch on, you know, the surface of this, but we can definitely do a whole mini on this because there's a lot that goes to it. So a lot of the time when drivers are younger, they start in you know, basically all the time. Yeah. I don't think yeah. there's ever been a driver that hasn't done Everyone. karting. Except for... Some simulations, but Except I don't know if any simulation drivers. That's a whole yeah, other thing. So let, let's yeah. just let's just go with karting yep. in this element. Yes. Wait, yep. Let's not confuse you. <laughs> yeah. Yep. So they usually begin their careers in karting when they learn the basics of racing. They develop skills and gain, you know, a bit more experience. And that karting can it's literally like go karting. Yeah, it's just go karting. Like some people think it must be some sort of special karting. No, no. no. go karting. Traditional go karting. We yep. should go go karting. Yeah, we should. That'd yeah, be we should. Very we fun. should. Mm. Um, and then. Once they progress from karting, they move into the Formula Series, and there's if very they do. yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> very if they do very if they can, process. and very as we've said before, very expensive process. So yeah. not even you know becoming a Formula One dr- like once you get into Formula One isn't just expensive; it's you know from the get go. Well, it's mm. such a European karting. heavy sport, Formula One mm. as well. Mm. So in Australia, in particular, very tricky. Well, yeah. I think if you want to actually get into the Formula World, not not just not Formula One, say the Formula World, you you have to move over to Europe because, I mean, even all the like obvious obviously Oscar Piastri moved mm. over, did his I think he moved when he was fourteen. Mm. Oscar Piastri is a current F one Aussie F one driver. On the yeah, grid. 
Um, it's a good name to drop. A lot of yeah, a lot of even Checo. Checo moved over to Europe as well. I don't know, and maybe this is something that we can look at, but I don't know how big the karting F1 world is. Sorry, the karting and the formula world is in the US, like in yeah, in the US and. Yeah, mm. United States, but um, yeah, majority of it is yeah, it's predominantly yeah. In and like we just don't really Europe. have the in infrastructure here. I no. mean, we've no. got the main ones, Phillip Island, that's set and always there. Yeah, I think do I they do karting down there. They do, they yeah. do karting, but I just don't think it's not. It's one of those things that we're just so much smaller here. There's not really enough of a. There's not much recognition. Yeah. So what yeah. happens when you move to the? Into the Formula into series. Formula. So you go from Formula 4 to Formula 3 and then eventually Formula 2 and then hopefully Formula 1. However, there is a big difference between all these cars. You know, there can be higher speeds, more advanced technology and a lot tougher competition. But there are, what would you call it, like rules and regulations for like once you've sort of completed a Formula series, then you mm -hmm. can go into the next one. But let's get into that in a... In a mini. Um, and the next thing, obviously, you have to do is showcase talent. You know, no team is going to go after someone that doesn't have much talent. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. They just need it's like you could <laughs> you be need talent. Yeah, you could be in Formula 4, but it doesn't just mean that you'll get yeah. into Formula 3. But I think yeah. something that's interesting about this one, which a lot of people forget, is that you could be in Formula, but the formula like championship, but to still compete in formula one, you need a special license. Yeah. So mm. I was going to get to, you need your super license. Mm -hmm. Yep. So they need, it's issued by the FIA and requires accumulating points based on performances in various racing series. So I think it's, um, Shane Van Giz, is it Gisborne? Gisberg? Oh my God. Let's just call him Shane. We'll call him, he's a Red Bull driver. Yeah. Mm. And he has accumulated enough points that he could actually compete in the F1. The other thing is networking and sponsorships, you know, building relationships with people in the racing community, especially like teams and sponsors. So, you know, there are so many big events that are put on around the world for Formula One. And mm. yeah, a lot of people go to them just to make those connections because they're so important. Yeah, I think. And this is one of those things where you see people like Carlos Sainz, obviously his dad is so well known in the motorsport world mm -hmm. or v Max Verstappen, you know, Charles Leclerc, we've got Charles Leclerc's brother who's racing in F2, like uh, all these people that have such a backing behind them that have that kind of upper hand. Yeah. Mm. Money. Yeah. Yeah. So if you money, family, money it's does the talking. There. Yeah. yeah. Mm. But then you see drivers like, I think we've spoken about it before, Lewis Hamilton, mm. but yeah, didn't, didn't come from much and his dad worked how many jobs to mm. support him in his karting career and now look at him. Yeah. So I think Esteban Ocon's in a similar, mm. similar, situation. similar situation. Yeah. Whereas there is drivers like Lance Stroll <laughs> or Aston Martin where his <laughs> dad just dad bought a team. Yeah. Buys the team. As you do. And obviously Lance was Good enough to be in Formula One. Like mm. you still have to get that license. Yeah. Yeah. But still. I mean, I still think there were definitely drivers that are better than him. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Definitely and but he's still there. <laughs> so I'm sorry, Lance. But So next yeah. question. Which team holds the record for winning the most constructors championships in the history of Formula One? 
Pat? Well, I'm going to answer this because if you're a long-time listener, you will know who my favourite team is and it is Ferrari. Ferrari holds the record for the highest number of constructors. Um, They've won the title on 16 occasions. And then the second team, which a lot of people probably wouldn't guess, is actually Williams. So they've won nine constructors. I always forget, I think just because of how Williams is positioned currently on Mm. the 2023 grid. They've just been around for such a long time. Like the Williams name is is also legendary. Yeah. They're one of the, I think it's three, is it three or four teams that have never changed their name. Yeah. Yep. Mm. Yeah. And then following Williams. So Williams, yeah, nine constructors. And then McLaren and Mercedes are in third and they've both had eight titles. Red yep. Bulls up there. They'll be up there soon. They will be. They're close. They're boom, close, boom, yeah. Very close. Mm-hmm. Zoom, zoom, zoom. Well, the next question that we have, and I think this has come from because he's this man who, the question is, who is Jackie Stewart and why is he famous? He, you always see him out on the grid. Oh, he's mm. so at beautiful. various F1s. And he he's so cute sticks out pants. like a sore thumb because he wears his little tartan, uh, checkered? Tartan, yeah, no, checkered. Tartan, 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 tartan checkered tartan. pants. Always yeah. very colourful. He's got his little hat and his white shirt on. He's so, so beautiful and elegant and just beautiful. He's just a vibe. Yeah. He he's a vibe a and he's been involved in the sport for a long time. So he's actually a former British um, F1 driver uh, from Scotland, hence the tartan throwback every time. Nicknamed the Flying Scott and he competed between 1965 and 1973. So he actually won three drivers' championships and twice uh, finishing was runner-up over those nine seasons that he competed in. So... He's always around and... You can't miss him. If you're on a date or you're watching F1 with your potential date, you could be like, uh, Jackie Stewart, there he is. Oh. You know, you're just pointing out yeah. history on the TV. And the, <laughs> the person you're with will be like, wait a second. Yeah. If you see it, and you can't you? miss him because he's wearing his tartan checkered yeah. pants. Yeah. The tartan checkered pants, a crisp white shirt, a little hat, small statured man. Oh, it's Jackie Stewart. In about I, his oh. 80s? Is he yeah. 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 I love to go into his wardrobe. Like how many pairs of checkered <laughs> pants do you have? It's like very Mark Zuckerberg. Does he have a stylist? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> I feel like he's, he's I feel like he's old school. Stylist. He's his own stylist. <laughs> like yeah. he's honestly I I was gonna say that wrong, but it's true. I love old people's style. Yeah. They are just so like chic and they yeah. just they just don't care. They're like, yeah. we're I'm not keeping say, up with they the don't trend. Care. They've just yeah. found the five pieces that they like. Well, I, I think my, my I gram- have, yeah. I was oh, gonna say my grandma was like the best dressed person I've ever met in mm, my life. She's so stylish. She's beautiful. Yeah. I was at coffee the other day and there was an old couple that walked past and they started um, patting a dog and they just looked so adorable. Like Cute. the man in his like tailored pants with his like little vest and like Got button style. up. Sh- uh, yeah. Button yeah. up shirt. I was like. They also take pride Bless. in how they dress. Yes. Yeah. yeah. I think that's. They're just going out on their stroll and there's us in our like yeah. puffer jackets and leggings <laughs> and we're like. <laughs> 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 Now, this next question, I'm going to hand this one over to Pat again to answer because I feel like this one is a little bit closer to her to life, her it is. her home. It is. It is because, yes, um, yeah, so it's who is Ayrton Senna and why is he famous? I thought I will take this question because one of my first memories of racing is my mum speaking about Ayrton Senna. My mum always says that one of the days she cried the most in her life was when Ayrton Senna passed away. She adored him and she always said that, you know, she was still interested in the sport but when he passed away 
there was never that same she felt like she never recovered from that like she mm. never felt the same love for the sport which is crazy um yeah but Ayrton Senna was a Brazilian Formula One driver. So he actually won the World Drivers' Championship in 1988, 1990 and 1991. Um, he drove for many teams. So he drove for, for, uh, he drove for Lotus, he drove for McLaren um, and he drove for Williams. And when he – so he actually passed away in 1994 um, at the San Marino Grand Prix, so in Imola. He was 34 and he was racing for Williams. Um, it was quite quite a horrific yes, mm. accident. Yeah. Horrific, horrific accident. Um, but he won 41 Grand Prix, um, held 65 pole positions. And that record he, of pole positions he actually held until, to, un, held until 2006. Um, he was acclaimed for his wet weather driving. He was just a king of the sports mm. and it was yeah horrific when he passed away and you know people always speak about what could have he been had he not passed away so yeah and if you want to read about his accident the mm. information is very readily available on the internet yeah. it was mm. quite a horrific one yeah fire yeah bolt in the head not not, not a nice one i don't no. even really want to yeah think i don't about think it. i want to go um, back and no Mm-mm. but Incredible driver. Yeah, yeah incredible, incredible driver. driver. And he was actually at McLaren um, at the same time as Alan Prost. So they were teammates and that was sort of that – there was a lot of rivalry and between them. And who is Alan mm. Prost? So Alan Prost was also a very famous F1 driver, French F1 driver, and he – yeah, you see him around at the – He's still involved. Yeah, you mm. see him. You see him around. A lot of them are. The races. Mm. The – they stick around. They're like, yeah. they stick I love this analogy. Like the guy that was the captain of the high school football team that keeps coming back to the school. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Literally. Except mm. they're so true. A little bit cooler. Yeah. <laughs> so much cooler. And more respected. So Imagine true. Being but you your can't get rid of them. Like, yeah. Oh my god. The next question is: So I am terrible at recalling movies <laughs> and quoting movie movies. So what are your two favorite? What are your two favorite? What are two movies you could watch together? Mm. Yes. So if it's a date night or any other night or even if it's just with your friends or yourself, two movies that I think can get someone into the F1 world or to bond over that are both really interesting. The first one is I think you definitely have to watch um, Rush. Mm. It's got Chris Hemsworth in it. Um, forgive his given. accent. <laughs> in <laughs> it. It's, it's questionable but it's based on the story about Nikki Lauda and we'll get into who Nikki is a little bit later but it's a really great insight into how drivers move up through the formula championship mm. uh what happened it's based off a true story um, based in like the 70s I think yeah, yeah. and the cars look really cool yeah. also watching how money can influence yeah the mm. f1 world and also it has Chris Hemsworth in it so Need we say you, more? Yeah. It's better, win-win. better insight than drive to survive. Mm-hmm. And then yeah. my next one. Yeah. <laughs> no shame to drive to survive Sorry. there. That's also a good one to watch if you, it you is, know. Yeah. It's actually, uh, I think it's actually really well done as well. It's yeah. Really good it's movie. a great yeah, movie. It's a good one yeah. to watch. Um, Schumacher. Yeah. It's a mm. documentary on Michael Schumacher. Uh, his life in Formula One. His accident. And we'll get back into that a little bit more. But. That'd be my top mm. two movies. 
to or, like watch on like you know with someone else or mm. also I think I think the Schumacher one especially if you're watching it with like a love interest um the relationship that him and mm. his wife have or I mean his wife is speaking oh, it's in the beautiful. documentary it's like mm. so beautiful and so heartwarming and I just think that you know pulls on the heartstrings and it's a cute one to watch yeah and it's also very relevant because his son Mick Schumacher mm. uh, was on the F1 grid in 2022 and that's uh, when it came out I think yeah, yeah. Uh, he is obviously not on the F1 grid at the moment, but he's a reserve driver. For now. For now. <laughs> Things <laughs> might change. Now, we have a bit of a engine guru over here. <laughs> Technical guru. Um, and I don't know if this one would actually come up on a date very much because, you know. If Who talk- talks about engines on a about date? Yeah. On a date. I don't know. Maybe that's what you went into. Yeah. But anyway. Amy, who supplies the engines for an F1 car? So all the F1 cars have, or most of them, have different engine suppliers. I um, always find, firstly, that's so in- interesting. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. It is quite weird. Because they're different but also the same. Some yeah. of them have the it's same like, engine. What do you mean you're performing well, you're performing shit, yeah. but you have the same engine? Yeah. yeah. Like, what are you talking about? It just proves that, like, the engine... It's not the be all small part. Yeah, it's yeah. such a small part you'd, of it. You'd think it would be such a big part of it. Yeah. But it's really not. Yeah. Um, so right now there's currently Mercedes-Benz, Ferrari, Honda and Renault. Um, so the Ferrari engine is – well, the teams using this engine is obviously Ferrari, Haas and Alfa Romeo. Big volumes. Mm-hmm. Mercedes engine is Mercedes, McLaren, Aston Martin and Williams. The Red Bull engine is Red Bull and Alpha Tauri and the Renault engine is Alpine. Yeah. Oh, so Honda's not making Red Bull anymore? McLaren. Wait, no, it is still Honda right yep. now, but next year, next, year. next year they're going to their own. Their own. Um, yeah, that'll be interesting. Yeah, which will be interesting. I wonder if that could like mess up their season. Because as much as it makes a small difference, it could yeah. actually make a big difference. It's interesting. But I can imagine as well their engineers like taking that engine that, you know, absolutely mastering the engine that they have and just copying the engine into their own. And that way they're probably cutting a cost in a way because they're manufacturing it themselves. They can – With the expense to manufacture it. We could oh go into gosh. a huge mini about this and I know that you're probably going to get yeah. a little bit bored of this yeah. <laughs> right now. So, so obviously yeah. costly – engines if you're making them yourself or getting them somewhere else but how much does an f1 car cost part tell us yeah so it's hard to confirm the exact cost of an f1 car um but typically are around 15 million usd which is 15.8 million euros which is why you would feel so bad if you crashed because Mm. that's an expensive crash Yes, it is. So that works out to be about 25,000, 25 million AUD. Um, yeah, 25,000, 25 million AUD. So it's a lot of money. Um, yeah, so for the 2023 season, teams are allowed to spend a max of about 135 million USD. USD on materials and activities related to the car performance. So that's usually when we see the cost cap come in and when we sometimes speak about on episodes that teams – go over you know we heard that famous what was it 2021 2022 mm. when red bull went over their cost cap on catering catering mm. <laughs> I kinda, and they got a fine I kinda, for it i kind of find it bizarre that catering's in that cost cap 
Because it's, it's not really yeah. going towards development no. of the car yeah. or anything. It's but just then it's feeding <laughs> the team. It's like, it's like feed the people. But like you're, they're like, you need to feel your like. Do you have an upper hand if you're feeding Stuff. them like yeah. lobster as opposed to some gross? They obviously meat. have the car sorted. Yeah, like, <laughs> like yeah. their brain power is better. Yeah, <laughs> let's just put the into food. They're eating a lot of salmon. Yeah, literally. <laughs> yeah, but um, yeah, it's expensive. It's, it's, it's not a cheap sport. No. Or a cheap so car. when when you see drivers making silly mistakes or crashing the cars, this is why people expensive. throw tantrums. Yes, <laughs> it's an expensive mistake. Yeah. Now the next question is: Can drivers share tires or cars in F one? It's actually something that you, if you were just watching the sport for the first time, you'd be like, yeah, why can't they? Like you would just assume that they do. Can yeah. Not, but you cannot. No, no. But it's not allowed. Uh, we have two minis on our tyres. But after every race, um, obviously there's two drivers in each team. They do not share and cannot share tyres during the race. But after every race, they actually have to give back all their tyres to the tyre supplier. So that's currently Pirelli. So and then if they accidentally share tyres, mm. they get a hefty fine. Yeah. But that's in our mini, mini series. So and also it'd be hard to share cars because the car seat is... Everything's fitted out to the fitted person. Fitted out. I was going to say formulated, but yeah, fitted out. Mm. <laughs> yeah, right. each car. Yeah. yeah, formulated in yeah. a way. Formulated, yeah. 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 So I don't think you'd want to. Yeah. Like It'd imagine be like my six foot two self trying to get into a car that's been... Maybe designed You'd be for like Pat, who is five one, five one, <laughs> <laughs> literally. It and then me try, uh, me trying to drive your car, I'd be like, where, where are the pedals? Where are the pedals? You, My arms you would yeah. crash in yeah. five seconds. Like, I just wouldn't even. I wouldn't even be able to go. Yeah. I'd just start the car and just sit there. Like, so guys, what now? What's going on up there? <laughs> and you, you would basically be sitting like. In the on on the top of it, <laughs> your head would your head would be above the, yeah. um, the halo. The halo, yeah. <laughs> I'd be so unsafe. Like the little giraffe. Actually, yeah, that's a really good question. What is a halo? Because it saves drivers. It saves drivers, yes. but it's also something that was only introduced oh, five years ago or something like that. So it's it's, it's still a topic that people talk about in the F one. Oh, the halo looks ugly on the cars. Like it's made the cars look really bad. But it's quite a Mm. It's it's thing. very funny because it, when they first announced the Halo, there were a few drivers and team principals that were like, we don't like this, this is stupid. And one of those drivers was apparently Roman Grosjean mm. that said mm. he didn't like the Halo and had one of the biggest crashes with the Halo. And it's like if that wasn't a, not there, it would have been a very different And the Halo outcome. saved his life. Yeah, yeah. exactly. So to describe what yeah. the Halo is, you will see it on an F1 car, but it looks like – an angel's halo above mm. your head and kind of yeah. surrounds your head. Mm. And there's got the and supporting beam yeah, I in guess. the front. Yeah. I know. I always thought like how do the drivers see through it? Oh, no. They always have to yeah. look on either side, I yeah. guess. Yeah. They obviously can. Yeah. It's not So it's made of titanium and just nestled around the cockpit. The idea is that, yeah, if they flipped the car, there is that edit, edit, added extra protection well it's it's virtually a halo is virtually indestructible yeah mm. yeah so that literally uh, i think it was the 2021 season when um Joe not yeah well, well that yeah too, that yeah. but also when um max verstappen and lewis hamilton collided and max mounted lewis's yeah. car <laughs> and it's literally like the car is on top of the other car but it's just impossible to get through the halo 
That's pretty amazing. Mm. It's pretty yeah, impressive. The, the first test of the Halo were actually carried out in 2016. And then since the 2018 season, the FIA made the Halo mandatory on every vehicle. I was going to say, I remember being, um, that was 2018 was the year that I worked at the Melbourne Grand Prix. Mm-hmm. And Melbourne was the first race of the season, the F1 mm-hmm. season. And it was hot, heavy topic. Mm-hmm. How was the Halo going to look? I remember yep. it was just a, a big, big debate in the office. Yeah. And now there's no questioning it. Well, it was actually developed by the Mercedes-Benz Applied Science Division. Go Mercedes. Mm. Go Mercedes. All right, next question. And another very loaded question. Do all drivers get paid the same? Oh. <laughs> nope. Nope. They not, not at all. So, no, not all Formula One drivers are compensated equally. Um, salaries are very varied. From $1 million to $55 million mm. per year. So, it's quite a big difference imagine seeing all those zeros in your bank account (laughs) and there's no rules about salary caps at the moment but see that's what blows my mind if anything they should have salary caps on the drivers rather than actually i don't know i don't think so i i don't know i don't know because i think my thinking on that is that these drivers are going out they're risking their lives yeah knowing each time that they drive they could die Mm. and they're kind of comp- like this is their compensation. It's kind of getting like your life insurance. Yeah, absolutely. Of you. <laughs> True. Absolutely. Like, and also, and also, just in case like, you die. Yeah, that's go. kind of what I'm like. Yeah, think, I don't know. And also, I think if you're comparing like super high performing teams, like a Red Bull contract in comparison to a, a Haas contract, obviously there's more at stake. There's more. Like there's more of an expectation to win, obviously, if you're in a Red Bull in comparison mm. to a Haas. So. But then I wonder if that could actually just like equal out the playing field. Yeah. You know, if all the drivers were kind of given a cost cap, it's like, well, no one's going to go somewhere for $40 million more yeah. than someone else. They're all given around the same amount. So, you know, you could see yeah. Max Verstappen at Alpine. Makes but it why interesting would you? for Williams. Yeah, no, makes it interesting yeah. for us. But but it, it's I think that's like, it's like that with any sport, like even – Totally off topic, but like Cristiano Ronaldo going to play for that team in Dubai. Oh, and yeah. you just think like you're leaving an incredible league to go play in just a random league because you're getting paid however many hundreds mm. of millions more. Safety at the end of the day. And also at the end of the that day. It like blows my mind that he gets paid hundreds of millions and he's kicking a ball around. Mm, I know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that yeah. doesn't really go with my life insurance yeah. theory, does it? No. <laughs> yeah. I think that's no, but it <laughs> make, no, but the life insurance thing makes sense. But in the end, like, people have a price, you know, mm. and they think that like they're Like, how worth much it. would they have to pay you to get an F1 car every weekend? I was about say, to say oh, that I, I, I know I, that our... I pay me to get an F1 car. <laughs> <laughs> well, I volunteer as tribute. Yeah. <laughs> I was about to say, you said uh, name your price, like everyone's got a price. So, another question. Um, and this is... This is a big topic of debate at the moment. Why are there no females in F1? Mm, yep. And it's something that will actually be changing um, moving forward in a way. They're trying to set that up for the future. So mm. it's called F1 Academy and mm-hmm. that starts next year where each team from the F1 grid will have a female driver in livery competing in the F1 Academy with yep. the idea that they get an F1. But that being said, there has been females that have driven in the F1 before. So out of the 774 drivers who have ever competed in Formula One, there have only been five that have women that have competed in the F1 history. Mm -hmm. 
but they haven't all started. No. So they've been up there. So there is a Williams F1 driver. She competed from 1974 to 1976. Her name is Lela Lombardi. Thank you to our resident linguist. You can go through and read out all the <laughs> names <laughs> and then we'll I say the rest. I can't even say it. <laughs> so she's actually the only driver to have scored points. Uh, she started 12th and finished 6th at the 1975 Spanish Grand Prix. Mm. So there has been drivers there. And not to say that the F1 is trying to stop women being in the F1. No. I think... There's just been limited opportunities. That, yeah, limited opportunities. Mm. They would welcome it. Yeah, Same as any sport. Yeah. For well, it's like hi- historical yeah. barriers yeah. as well, like yeah. you know, stereotypes. So it has actually been said that there's no real like physical discrepancies between a male and female driver. So that's not what's holding it back. I think mm. like what you said before, Amy, it is really just lack of opportunity. Lack mm. of opportunity. Um, also but a lack of interest, I think, as well. Yeah, yeah. definitely. Because it's, it's always been seen as such a masculine sport. Mm. I think um, thanks to Drive now, to Survive. Like, that is turning yeah. that narrative. Mm. Upside down. Like I, th- I think there's always been women that are interested in motorsports. It's just... On a whole new level. Yeah, generally speaking, it's all, mm, it's been more male dominated than female dominated. Yeah. And all the current F1 drivers have said they would welcome it. Mm. But they only want to welcome people onto the F1 grid if they're up there and mm. they're that Which good. Which is fair enough. Yeah, right. yeah, absolutely. They want mm-hmm. the right competition. 100%. So fair enough. Well, we're going to leave you there for part one of what you need to know on that little nice date that you're on, you know, with the – the guy that you like that likes F1 or the girl that you like likes F1, whatever situation you're in. <laughs> so you have to come back for part two because mm-hmm. it gets even juicier and that's what you're going to want to hear. Mm-hmm. We'll see you guys soon. Thanks for listening, guys. We'll and if see you, you next week. Got any questions for part two? Hit us up. <laughs>